0: In order to support the podcast, I need the help of some great advertisers. But I want to make sure those advertisers are ones that you actually want to hear about. And in order to do that, I need to learn a little bit more about you in order to bring on the right advertisers. So if you could do me a quick favor, that is, can you go to podsurvey.com slash new mindset? And there you could take a quick anonymous survey that will help me get to know you a bit better so we could bring on the right advertisers. We could bring on advertisers that you don't want to skip. So that's all quick favor. If you could just visit podsurvey.com slash new mindset. And once you've completed the survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. But that's all you have to do. It's a quick favor. It would mean a lot to me. Podsurvey.com slash new mindset. Welcome to episode 443. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And I'll start by saying today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. More on BetterHelp in just a bit. But today I have a simple topic um, that I think we could all benefit from considering. And, you know, it's the most basic self development topic. Ever uh, optimism, but I want to look at it in a new light that has really worked for me. Uh, I joke sometimes that I was created as a hardwired optimist when I was, you know, rolled off the human assembly line and. I am privileged to just naturally be optimistic. It's just the way I am. It's the lens through which I look at life. Um, I find the silver lining. I create it if I have to. Um, That's just the way that I've been wired. But I, of course, understand that not everyone is that way. And although I think we'd all agree that we want to be more optimistic in life because it feels good and, and it empowers us and our actions follow, although we want that and we know we can benefit from being more optimistic, we cannot force optimism in our life. Forced optimism um, is more likely, I have found, to make you more cynical, the opposite of optimism. Because when you try to force silver linings on yourself or a lens on life that isn't real to you, you end up even more disappointed. And that can further your cynicism toward what is possible, what isn't possible, and so on. So I was thinking about this topic the other day. How can you practically be more optimistic in life? And my answer is one that borrows from what I've realized about any mindset in life that's any mindset that helps you move forward with confidence with hope with standards with boundaries whatever it is you know the things you're striving to create permanence around and each time when it comes to the things we're trying to create i always find it helpful to get a bit fired up to get active not passive to get loud not quiet to get fired up to like tap into the human ego a bit, to tap into being competitive, uh, a bit self-centered, eager, the things that we're kind of wary of sometimes. And so when it comes to being more optimistic, I think we need to fire ourselves up in order to be that way, an unforced optimism. We can't just sit back and hope our minds start to see the upside, find the silver linings, or just you know randomly find belief that our best days are ahead of us. We have to fire ourselves up, and what I've found we need to do is to draw a line in the sand and make a decision, one decision. That's a decision around what can and cannot be taken away from you in life. That is the question. Specifically, what cannot be taken away from you in life? What cannot ever, ever, ever be taken away from you? What would you say the answer is to that question? Well, maybe let's consider what can be taken from you in life, people, things, outcomes, timelines, life can be brutal, of course. It can take your physical health from you. It can take a job, a friend, a person, a lover. It could take all those things away from you in the form of a breakup, a rejection, or being let go, or fired, or depression, all these things. We could probably spend forever listing the things that life can can take from you or can threaten in your life. But what can't life take from you? You know, I won't say something verbatim Cheesy, like life can never take your outlook from you. But I do think it's true. But let's be more practical. The one thing that life can never take from you is what you decide to do next. What you decide to do next, life can never take that from you. Life can take everything before that. It can force you to that point. Of course, it can. I mean, how many times have you been confident in something, confident that something is forever? And then, boom, curveball. It's gone. Ghosted, rejected, rejected breakup, Uh, your job stopped being fulfilling, company goes under, your health out of nowhere uh, degrades, Uh, you know, something taken from you. Uh, Action, bad luck, randomness, you name it. Life can do all of that to you, of course. That's the reality of being alive. But life can never take from you what you decide to do next, after that point. Never, never. And I think this is the foundation for building an unforced, optimistic attitude in your life that's deciding that life can never take from you what you decide to do next it can take everything but that it can threaten your inner peace all the way to that point it can frustrate you force you to start over a million times but it can never take that decision from you and the reason i wanted to do this episode was i was on reddit the other day shocker and i was reading a thread titled what is the best life advice someone has ever given you And I came across this brief story that just kind of inspired me to do this topic. Uh, And I'll read it here. It was posted by someone named, (laughs) their username is Shorty Lowe. And uh, and it goes like this. He said, when I was about 15, I answered an ad in a local paper about an elderly quadriplegic man who needed assistance, private care type stuff. I worked for him for the next five or six years. Fred had gotten into a car accident when he was in college. He broke his neck, severed his spine, and he was paralyzed from the neck down. He said he had two options, sit under the oak tree on his family farm and wait for death or make something of himself. He became a state legislature inventor and advocate for the disabled. And he told me a story about how he's going back to school after the accident, how he was struggling. And one of his professors told him, The only measure of a man that matters is from the eyes up. And then he goes on to say how that meant a lot to him and so on and so forth. The hardships he went through, the struggles he had, the unbridled success he had despite his injury. Man, this is such a great story. Someone who had everything, literally everything taken from him, but that mentality that he referenced there, that mentality that says the only measure of a man that matters is from the eyes up. I love that. The only measure of you, of me, of us, of a human that matters is from the eyes up. And within the context of what cannot be taken from you, it's what you decide to do next. It's that mentality, that mentality. And we can find many more examples of Fred in life. Unfortunately, I wish we couldn't, but we can. And in fact, when you think about it, those are the examples that we tend to hear about. The extreme examples, people whose entire physical health was taken from them completely, but they still lived incredible lives with what they had. Or, you know, someone who went completely bankrupt and then rebuilt from zero. Or someone who went through a gut wrenching breakup or divorce, but ended up still being happy. Or people who almost ended their lives as a result of depression or mental health, but turned it around. Things like that, right? We hear those kinds of stories all the time, frankly. But if you're like me, you hear them, you look at them, and you kind of struggle to relate. You might be inspired by them, for sure, but you can't relate to them, thankfully, because it doesn't really apply to your life. So what about you and me, and what about our privileged lives can we take from a story like this? Can we be inspired by this realization that what matters is from the eyeballs up, that our mentality of what to do next is what matters? That we get to decide one thing, one thing that can never be taken from us. And that, frankly, is our sense of optimism. That's us refusing to play the blame game, to no longer find fault in our worth or our essence because of what happened or what didn't happen. That's us deciding what we do next, that we can be heartbroken, but not broken. We can be not loved, but decide we're not unlovable. We can be rejected, but not be a failure. If we can make it through those things that admittedly suck and that threaten our happiness and peace and health, then we can decide what to do next. And I just want to plant this idea in your head that in life, the one thing that can't be taken from you is what you decide to do next. And doesn't that amp you up a little bit, just a little bit, maybe ego, maybe competitiveness, maybe possessiveness, the idea of permanence of this one thing that can never, ever be taken from you to know that you are made whole by hanging on to that ability and you might not know what to do next specifically in life life is confusing but you have the ability to decide and it's yours and yours alone and i think the that kind of fired upness that's a word is the source of optimism in life don't you to get fired up and say i get to decide what to do next nothing no one can take that from me i might have gotten to this point through you know the ill intent of other people through bad luck through randomness through rejection but now I get to decide what to do next. If I'm at zero right now because of life, so be it. I can't go lower, but I get to decide what to do next. And to me, that is optimism. Hey, real quick. This episode is sponsored by Hero Bread and something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread. So simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best, but as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real, and the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have 0-1 to grams of net carbs, 0 grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves, and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot C-O. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Quince. And I'm a pretty simple guy, a man of simple pleasures, but I do occasionally like to dress up and step out. And that's why I'm excited to work with Quince to help me elevate my style without breaking the bank Really my style, simple but with a pop of luxury, and as advertised, it was very affordable. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash newmindset for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E ecom newmindset to get free shipping and 365-day returns. quince.com slash newmindset. And you know I was I was curious what more about optimism can I learn so I turned to our friend the internet and I googled how to be more optimistic. And the first result here says the following. It says to be more optimistic in life. Don't blame yourself when things go wrong. Remind yourself that setbacks are temporary. Seems like pretty good advice, right? Seems pretty simple, seems pretty good. But I want to get really practical here about how to actually be optimistic. So I'm going to bring in my friend better help therapist Hey Sue Joe and get her perspective. On this topic here, so hi, Sue, welcome back. And uh, you know, I really like this topic for you in particular because I'm sure in your practice, uh, optimism is a foundational topic that probably comes up time and time again. You know, people facing various life frustrations and them seeking clarity and truth and optimism. So why don't we just start here real quick? Um, the first one: don't blame yourself when things go wrong. I think that's great. Of course, definitely a key to being more optimistic, but where is the line here between not blaming yourself and actually taking responsibility? How do we rid ourselves from blame, heavy blame that prevents us from taking a step forward and believing in hope and goodness?
1: I was actually going to say something about that too where it is important to take responsibility for the things that, you know, you're responsible for, the things that you've committed to do, the things that you may be like drop the ball on something. I think there is a difference though between taking responsibility and blaming yourself. But whatever that difference is, it's probably quite subtle. If anything, I actually just looked up blame because I was like, what is the definition of blame? And it actually says there's a responsibility for a fault or a wrong. And outside of that definition that Google's giving me, I also think of like, we tend to wanna blame something because some part of us thinks That that thing or that person did this bad thing on purpose. They were intending for something to go wrong. And that's why we want to blame them. Like you should have known better or you should have been able to predict this in some way. So then we tend to like want to place the blame somewhere. But when it's ourselves, when you know we are moving through life and navigating everyday's life challenges, whether that's with our job or with our loved ones, with other responsibilities that we have. I think it's not very common for any of us to intentionally go to any of these things and wanting them to go wrong. So blaming ourselves for something we couldn't predict, that sounds a little bit irrational, right? Blaming ourselves for not being able to predict the future. I don't think anyone can do that. And if anybody can, they're keeping it a very good secret. Um, We're blaming ourselves for not being able to read somebody's mind. Similar thing. Unless there's some supernatural folks out there, I don't know of anybody that can actually reliably, consistently, and all the time read somebody else's mind. So blaming ourselves for these things that none of us can actually do, that doesn't always make a lot of sense. And when we keep blaming ourselves over and over again, I think it builds to the feeling of shame. And I think we've talked about shame before. If, if we haven't, I'm sure you have, it's such an exacerbating thing to any issue that we're going through to then attribute it to me being a bad person. That's going to make anything else in life even more difficult to go through. So, you know, if if something doesn't go to plan, if something ended up happening in a way that you did not intend for, I think it's important to remind yourself, you didn't mean for this thing to go wrong on purpose. You couldn't predict the future. You couldn't read minds. If anything, you went forward with what made sense in that moment and taking responsibility Includes like acknowledging that this is the reality of what has happened and then moving forward, continuing on in whatever your life journey is so that you're not dwelling on this thing that's already happened and you can't really change. So I know it's easier said than done for a lot of people than to, to just say, don't blame yourself when things go wrong. But really, if something goes wrong, I think the most successful people are the ones that are able to look at this thing that didn't go to plan and iterate. Iterate and move forward and keep going because life is just movement, you know, and you can remain stagnant or even get stuck by by not choosing to free yourself from being at fault about something. Even if you were at fault about something, you don't have to stay there. You can just move forward and and bring your attention and focus to something that's going to be more healthy and productive for you and for other people, too.
0: Ooh, that's good. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I can't help but laugh sometimes at at, at ourselves with the uh, mile-high standards and expectations we have for ourselves, like to your point, expecting that we can read minds or tell the future. You know, Sometimes I think we have to laugh at that. And sometimes I think um, it's a great point to remind ourselves to not carry around blame that is not ours to carry in the first place. So thank you for that point. And I'd ask you here as, as a follow-up, How do you speak to people in your therapy practice around the idea of temporary emotions and temporary experiences? You know, obviously it's a great thing to say, time heals all wounds and, you know, that's true. But in the moment, it certainly doesn't seem true and it might not be that helpful to hear someone tell you that when you're in the midst of it. So how do you encourage people to be more optimistic by embracing the gift that is time and change?
1: Yeah, this is certainly a tough one when you're going through it, when you're living in something that will someday in the future become a setback, but right now it's your present struggle. It's the present reality of something is really, really hard, could be impacting your ability to function in your main areas of life, which could then affect a lot of other things like your finances, your relationship, your sleep schedule, your health. So in the moment, difficult, but you know when you're not in a time where you're dwelling about setbacks or currently dealing with some kind of huge life challenge, you know, when you're at your baseline, when life is like, quote, unquote, okay, these are actually the good times to actively practice reflecting on what your life is. Because then you're better able and you're better practiced to be able to bring your attention back to this kind of thing. So thinking of like, the experience of I don't know, somebody that trains their body on a very regular basis for a very specific thing. So like runners, for example, people that are training for a marathon or training for other long races, they're running on a very regular basis all the time. Not because they're going to run a marathon tomorrow, but oftentimes their body is very prepared to run some great distance because that's what they're doing all the time. They're training and similarly we can do that somehow with our minds if we're not constantly training our mind we cannot expect ourselves to have a strong mind to deal with stuff so you know reminding yourself that setbacks are temporary this is one of the many things that you'll get a lot better with if you're on a regular basis uh, practicing something called mindfulness and i'm sure you know a lot of your listeners are familiar with this It's a state of being in which you're able to bring your attention and focus to your present moment and what's right in front of you. Um, Because oftentimes when we're starting to spiral in uncontrollable racing thoughts, not all the time, but a lot of times you're actually just sitting somewhere and you're panicking about something that you're perceiving and it's not actually happening in front of you in order to get yourself back to a calm place where you feel safe. It's about having that trained ability to shift your attention to something else, to shift your focus to your breathing, to bring awareness to the tenseness of your muscles. So, you know, setbacks, you're going to be best equipped to remind yourself that these are temporary by just incorporating a regular practice on an ongoing basis of being able to bring your attention to what you want to. And, you know, other things are temporary, too, that you've probably felt like at some point might not ever go away, but all feelings, for example, all challenges that you've already made it through in your life, those things came and went. And sometimes that period that they're here is much longer, but ultimately like, this is another cliche, but nothing is forever, nothing lasts forever. That's good stuff, that's bad stuff. And so, you know, now we have all kinds of mantras and platitudes and quotes around this. A big one that I keep coming to mind and like a lot of people think of this too, is like, this too shall pass. This is about reminding yourself that you can come to heads with the greatest challenge that you'll ever encounter in your life, but it is something that's temporary because the nature of universe and the nature of our existence is for things to keep moving. The only things that get stuck are there because, you know, somebody isn't actively trying to get it out, which we all have the ability and the potential to do.
0: Perfect. That is perfect. Thank you so much, Heesu. Very helpful as always and I'll leave it there. You know, I I think if we can combine the energy that comes from saying this cannot be taken from me, I am not stuck to your point, I am not stuck. What I decide to do next cannot be taken from me. I think if we can combine those elements and those realizations, it leads you to a place where you don't dwell on blame or shame and you kickstart the gift that is time, that setbacks are temporary, that pain and hurt is that way certainly, but you don't have to define yourself by that forever because the one thing that life can never take from you is what you decide to do next. So I'll end it there. Thank you as always for listening. If this was helpful, I'd be so grateful if you can take 10 seconds and share the podcast with a friend, just send them the link. And I think they'll appreciate it coming from you. And if you're really enjoying the pod and can leave it a five star rating and review, that would mean a lot to me. So thank you for that. And thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, i know. BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash new mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelphelp.com slash new mindset.